back to Kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. All right, we got a Super Bowl to talk about. Eagles, Chiefs, the line on open. Now, I'll give you the betting numbers, guys. We're not going to do picks until next week. And next week, I'll try to throw some props in there, too, because I don't love them, but boy, does America love them. Chiefs laying a point and a half. Excuse me, Eagles laying a point and a half to the Chiefs. Boomer, I start with this. I know as a fan and a radio host, I hate the two-week gap. I hate the bye week. I like championship game. Let's play a Super Bowl. I want your perspective, though. I mean, over the years, A, do you like it? And B, what impact does it have in your mind as a player? Well, you know, for us as players, you know, I went through this, and we did have the two-week gap there. Um, I was one of the first VJs on MTV, by the way, during that first week. I just want to put that out there. Way back when in 1989. Um, but what were you, spinning Cindy Lauper records? Or something like on? that. I forget what I was doing. I think it was uh, Madonna records or something. But we gotta have Al. We gotta have Al Dukes get video of this. You gotta that find that to somewhere. Exist. Yes, um, you know, for the players and for the teams in general, there's a lot of things to get straight. And most of the stuff that you uh, are going to have in the game plan is going to be put in the first week, and then the second week is going to be a lot of walkthroughs, a lot of tweaks, a lot of reminders, that kind of thing on the practice field. But there's a lot of logistics that go on here. Who needs tickets? How many tickets do you get? How many family members are coming? Where are the family members staying? You have no idea how much goes into this. Now, the NFL loves it because it's two weeks of discussion about, you know, the the, the Super Bowl and promoting it and all that other stuff. So I, I actually kind of enjoyed it. And it also gives any guy that has an injury like Patrick Mahomes or like Jalen Hurts or anybody else maybe a chance to come back and play in this game just simply because they'll get an extra seven or eight days of treatment, which is a really valuable time for those guys that are hurt. So I think – it's a combination of two things. It's the PR part. It's the logistics part for the teams and the players. But it's also a safety thing for players to get healthy and hopefully be at their best once they step on that field on uh, come Sunday night. So you mentioned Mahomes. Let's just get right to it, I guess. I mean, look, obviously he didn't help himself by playing. It was incredibly gutty. But whatever work they did to make him feel pretty good, boy, he obliterated that on the field. So when you look at the two weeks – and as a guy who battled through injuries, I mean, booms is five hours of treatment a day, two straight weeks. Really, is that feasible? And what do you think they can get done with this this ankle? Well, they'll try to do the best they can to get as much uh, swelling out of there and try to loosen it up as best they can. It looked like he had some sort of special taping done on on the foot, and you know what his. Uh, you know, just his overall competitive desire uh, just took over, especially at the in the fourth quarter when he was running with the football. It didn't even look like he had a problem with that ankle. And then he gets thrown to the ground and gets up and runs back onto the field. So yeah. whatever you want to call it, uh, it seemed like it. You know, his superhuman abilities to overcome that um, certainly showed itself. But again, like I said earlier in the in in this show, they uh, the Eagles have seventy eight sacks going into this game. And if they get four more sacks in this game, then they will have the most sacks in the history of the NFL during a season and playoffs combined, uh, being right there with the Chicago Bears of 84 and 85, I believe. So, I mean, this is going to be a test for him because the Eagles get after your ass. And then when they get there, as Brock Purdy found out and other quarterbacks have found out, including Daniel Jones, uh, it's not a very nice thing. See, and that's the other thing for me is everyone's going to focus on Mahomes' ankle. But I have to look at the wide receivers. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster. Kadarius Toney's been hurt uh, basically his entire career. And then just overall, Boomer, my fear is 
Who can be counted on besides Travis Kelsey on the perimeter for that team? And if he doesn't have his players, look, ultimate respect to the Bengals and Anaromo and what they do, but this is an entirely different type of, of assignment. And if you don't have your guys... Boomer, he's going to get killed back there. Well, he may, but you know he is—he's kind of indestructible, honestly. And uh, <laughs> you saw that you saw that the week before against Jacksonville. I mean, yeah. when his ankle was really bothering him, Patrick Mahomes was able to throw off of his front foot, and he was still leaping in the air. So again, this is why I think we all have so much respect for him. And if there's anybody that will ever catch Tom Brady, if that's even possible, if he even plays that long. It would be Patrick Mahomes just simply because of the brilliance of him and Andy Reid together in their offense. So uh, he's superhuman, I'm telling you, Mike. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out there and and plays his best game of the season and puts up huge numbers against this defense. I The defense hasn't seen a quarterback like this. Let's face it. They, they saw Brock Purdy and Daniel Jones. I mean, you are right. seeing you're, – you're seeing, uh, you know, this is – this. we haven't seen a player that is able to do what he has done – over the first five years of his career. I mean, it's ridiculous how good he is. So let's let us let us do this both ways then, I guess. Start out in your mind. If you're Sirianni, all right, celebration's over. We're done climbing poles and doing all the stuff. <laughs> what What is the first thing you look at in preparation for this game? Trying to keep him in the pocket, you know, and telling your defense, and they do have a deep defensive line, and, you know, they added in Dominic and Sue, and he obviously had an impact last week with Josh Johnson's injury, but – uh, it's it's trying to keep him in the pocket. When he gets out of the pocket, he really is dangerous. Now, when you look at the stat- statistics uh, over his career, you'll see a lot of plays made from the pocket. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a great pocket passer. He knows how to manipulate the pocket. But where the really big plays come and the ones that really break your back is when he leaves uh, the pocket like he did at the end of the game against Cincinnati. So when you play a guy like this, it's always about trying to keep him you know, in between the numbers. Don't let him get outside the numbers, and you have to have your gap control because he'll step up as well. But that's what makes him so great, and that what, and that's really truly what makes him so difficult to defend. So I know the Eagles have a lot of speed on defense, much like the Bengals did, and the Bengals only gave up 23 points. So yep. the, the, the fact of the matter is, is it's really going to be a tough game for Patrick. There's no question about that just because Philly always makes it tough on quarterbacks this year. And uh, but I just don't think that Philly, you know, has seen a guy like Patrick in the last four or five weeks. So this will be a little bit of a wake up call for their defense as well. All right. So you're Andy Reid. First thing when you're done, cheeseburgers done. You've celebrated. You've enjoyed yourself. First thing you do planning for this. Wow, I'm I'm telling my defense we got to stop the run, guys. They're just running over people on on offense, and you know that's with Miles Sanders. Uh, that's with Boston Scott, and of course Jalen's a part of that. But when they really want to run the ball, this offensive line has been dominating people, and that's the the big difference between you know the Eagles and the Bengals. The Bengals had three fifths of their starting offensive line gone. The Eagles yep. have their entire starting offensive line, and Lane Johnson, as you said earlier, was amazing in this game against Nick Bosa. But I think the 49ers realized that they didn't have a chance once they lost Brock Purdy. So. I don't know what to take of that particular performance, but I know this, that if you are Andy Reid and you're looking at this offensive line, you're saying to yourself, you know what, we have got to stop the run and we've got to force Jalen Hurts to try to beat us 
throwing the football from the pocket. And, you know, that's where I think if Kansas City wins, we'll look back on it and we'll say they were able to do that. They were able to control him in the pocket and forcing him to throw from that pocket to his two great wide receivers, don't get me wrong, but he's not Joe Burrow. No, and I mean, it's easy for, for me to say. I just I immediately look at it and I go, look, if I'm going to lose this game, I'm going to lose it with Jalen Hurts beating me with 300 yards passing. I will not allow four and a half yards of carry, massive time of possession differential. I just, I can't. And I mean, you could still try. I mean, Boomer, you don't see offensive lines like what Philly has in modern football. It's too expensive. It's too hard. I mean, hell, they drafted Maialata in the sixth or seventh round, whatever it was. Like, you, 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 it's so hard to put a group like this together. But then you combine the talent with the scheme, with a dual-threat quarterback they can bring you the read option game. Boomer, that's going to be the biggest thing for me is, okay, can Kansas City stand in? Because if they can't and they fall behind, that's where I worry for for Mahomes and and that front holding up. Yeah, and I would just say if there is a quarterback that can come from behind – it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's done it before. You know, we saw that game against Houston, and you know the Eagles aren't the Houston Texans a few years back in the in the playoffs for sure. But I, I would just say that this quarterback can pretty much do anything he wants on the football field. You know, the the other thing when I'm when I'm really thinking about this is you know you think about the Eagles wide receivers against those rookies in the secondary, and yeah. I know that these wide receivers are kind of frustrated right now because they're not putting up big numbers and yet the team is still winning so they got to be careful about how much they bitch and complain about not getting the ball. I felt like Philadelphia early in the game last week really wanted to get AJ Brown involved in the game because he was chirping yep. after the game against the Giants. And you know that they're frustrated and you know that this is, you know, the big stage and they want to show their stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how Nick Sirianni handles that part of it because You know, selfish players can be a problem, and they don't want to be selfish. They just want the ball. But now it's the Super Bowl, and everybody's going to be watching. So that's also something that these coaches have got to deal with, and they've got to deal with the personalities of the players and making sure that these players are somewhat happy and that they're going to be, you know, the effective players that they should be. Yeah, it's it's interesting, too, because when you – like, I I haven't made a determination on, like, game flow and kind of how this will play out. I know you think it's going to be a shootout, and you might be right. I know for Super Bowl it's going to be more entertaining. Uh, only geeks like me enjoy 20-17. to 17. But, like, I just – I look at that Kansas City secondary, and you're right. The minute Sneed went out of that game and you got McDuffie falling all over the place, somebody get that kid a pair of cleats, please. Like – I just, you're right in this regard. As big of the line of scrimmage advantage that exists for Philly, when you look at skill players, wide receivers, and tight ends against that Kansas City back four or back seven, if you want to include Bolton and Gay, fine. Boomer, you might be right. I mean, that it, you could see some explosives. Uh, because you you know what's going to happen. Kansas City is going to come after you. And again, it's not Justin Herbert. It's not uh, Trevor Lawrence. This is you know this is a dual threat quarterback in Jalen Hurts. And uh, you know I can see Jalen breaking contain and throwing the ball down the field and for you know like an eighty yard touchdown. I, I could definitely see that in this game um, because you know Joe Burrow is not a move guy. Although he did move a little bit against Kansas City. Uh, This is a completely different set of circumstances with Jalen. Jalen loves to get out of the pocket. He loves to look downfield. 
And, you know, this is where if you are a young cornerback, you better stay with your guys because these guys, the moment, and, and every cornerback should know this, and sometimes they just lose their place on the field, especially younger cornerbacks. Anytime the quarterback is running to his receiver on the sideline, that sideline receiver is told to turn it up and go and, you know, and give the quarterback an opportunity to throw the ball down the field that way. And that's where, you know, big plays like this have happened for the Eagles throughout the year. Now, it hasn't had to happen in the playoffs just simply because the Eagles have dominated both of the previous two teams. But in this game, that may not be the case. So I would think that there's going to be big plays down the field from broken plays and plays with Jalen getting out of the pocket. Yeah, and the other thing, too, you, you, I got a hard time believing KC's going to be able to run it. We know what they're going to want to do to take Philly's runaway. Boomer, maybe you see another 80 passes between these two. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I hope so. You start breaking tendencies and you start, hey, it's first and 10 and we're going to go hard play action, a lot of that read option, pull it. I don't know. I mean, you might be right. Maybe it ends up just a classic shootout on this deal. I just worry if Kansas City's one-dimensional from the go. That scares me. You know, there, there's just... another side story to this whole thing, too, and, and I don't sure. want to overlook this because it is a big deal. You know, we have the first time ever that both quarterbacks are black in this in this Super Bowl, and I think it is a story, and I think it's a great story, and I think it shows just how far the, the, the league has come over the last 25 years that we don't really even think about it anymore. Nobody really talks mm-hmm. about it. But the fact that this is the first time that two quarterbacks, uh, you know, of the same background are going to be playing against each other is kind of a cool thing, I think, for the league. And I think certainly for somebody like Jalen Hurts, nobody thought that this was going to be the case when he was drafted by the Eagles. And two years into his career, nobody really thought that he was going to be a Super Bowl quarterback. And it's a rags-to-riches story if you really look at it and look at who he is and where he's come from and the expectations that were placed on him when he first got drafted by the Eagles to get to this point is saying a lot about the young man and who he is from a competitive standpoint. We all know who Patrick Mahomes is, but uh, Jalen Hurts deserves a lot of credit for getting himself to this point where you know if he can win this game and come away with a potential MVP because I think he'll have that opportunity, uh, I, you know, I can't wait to see his next contract because he'll have earned it. Oh, yeah, big time. No, and again, I think as a side note, too, from a football perspective, it shows you the evolution offensively. I mean, these are these are true elite athletes playing the position, moving the pocket, RPO game, can hurt you with their arms in the pocket, can hurt you with their legs out of it. It just shows you how college football has evolved and how the NFL, to its credit, which can be a stubborn place, um, has evolved with it and the expectations you have to have of your quarterback if you're going to win big. So, no, noted and, and and you're spot on with it. All right, let's do this. We have league issues galore, and we're probably going to need to just give Boomer the room for about 10 minutes when we talk Brady. I'll go get a cup of coffee and it'll, it'll all be all right. Uh, we'll get to all the news and notes. It is kickoff with Boomer and Valeni next.